welcome to CigarCast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Big Boy's Cigar Lounge here in soggy Spring Hill, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. You know, I love this seat. Of all the seats in the shop, and I rarely sit in this seat. So I've been part of this shop since it started and have really enjoyed it and had a lot of got a lot of joy out of watching this shop come together and this is my favorite seat because i can see everything my back's to the wall i've completely got the field of vision covered yeah yeah this this really is you can see the entire shop you can even see who's going to dinner at the italian restaurant across the parking lot i mean this really is the catbird seat yeah the only bad part about sitting here is once it gets dark, people pull up to that front window with their lights on bright and just totally blind you. Well, that and this industrial-grade turbine ceiling fan is putting quite a breeze on this seat. I don't know about you, but my goodness. Some some of us are better insulated than others. It's it's true, but I'm going to have to weight down my papers to keep them from blowing away. (laughs) And uh, we're joined tonight by dear friend, manager, overall good dude, Brandon Gooden. Ah, thanks for having me on. We're glad you're here. He may break out into a Merle Haggard tune at any point. It's, it's possible. <laughs> anything's possible. It usually involves a little bourbon to get Haggard out of Brandon, but <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> but so the reason we're recording here tonight is we wanted to change the scenery. We hadn't, you know, we recorded here with John once before, but it just seemed felt like a good time to kind of settle in and get to have Brandon on the show and we'll have Robbie on the show later and just get an update yeah we also haven't had a we also haven't had a guest on the show in a while it's it's a nice it's always nice when we get to fire up that third mic oh yeah so let's talk about what we're smoking tonight so I gave Brandon a cigar and it is one of the Hooten Young 2020s. You and I have both smoked them and enjoyed them tremendously absolutely Nicaraguan cigar so Hooten Young makes whiskey and it's a veteran-owned company, and they decided to start making cigars, too. And when I was in Tampa, I'm speaking to Brandon for those following at home. Uh, so the, um, when I was in Tampa, I smoked one and got up and bought a box. Just was that good a cigar to me. So I brought one of those for you to try. I've been wanting you to try that in for a while and get you over. I've been trying to get you over to my house to the porch, but you're always at a wedding or something. <laughs> you didn't bring any of the Hoot and Young whiskey, I don't guess. No, I did not. I did not. They didn't have the Hoot and Young whiskey. But I did get a bottle of peanut butter whiskey when I was there, which tastes exactly like what you think peanut butter whiskey would taste like. Two of my favorite things together. <laughs> Put chocolate in it and you're in business. <laughs> so, you gotta, it's a liquid Reese's. Reese's cup. <laughs> and all. But what are you smoking, Trey? I am smoking. I've, I thought... It uh, made sense since Big Boys is, is a McAuliffe lounge of sorts that, that I, would, I would reach into the McAuliffe section of the humidor. This is from their bold line. This is the Sumatra. I am smoking the Robusto size, and as soon as my phone opens, there we go. Um, it's an oily Sumatra wrapper atop uh, a broadleaf binder and a mixture of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. So... This is, of the Bold series, this is probably my second favorite behind the Nicaraguan. It, it's a really, really, if you want to know what a Sumatra-wrapped cigar tastes like, this, I think, does it as well as anybody else. 
I like the I like the Matafina the best, and then I like the Nicaraguan, and then the Sumatra is definitely third, and the Lajera would be my fourth choice. What about what about you, Brandon? What's your feelings? Uh, I prefer the Sumatra, but I'm a big fan of a Sumatra wrapper anyway. It just gives um, a little bit of subtle sweetness, I think, and uh, gives some characteristics that you just don't get in a lot of the other ones. The Matafina, I know you're a big fan of as well, and. Uh, you know, I like the Maduros, but uh, probably the Sumatra is my favorite out of that collection. Well, so I'm smoking a Crowned Heads, which is unusual for me. Everybody knows me knows I'm not the biggest Crown Heads guy, but I smoked the original Mildias a couple of weeks ago here. And it's, I said, well, this tastes good. This is a good cigar. I found out it was made in the Pachardo factory. So when I got here, Will and I were in the humidor, and he asked what I was going to smoke, and then he pointed out that the edition Limitada Mildias. So I'm smoking the Mildias Escogigos Edition Limitada 2021. I'm certain you pronounce that correctly as well. Absolutely. Say it fast, say it with confidence, and don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Can I grumble here? I know I don't usually. Just one. Just this one. Okay. I don't, I don't usually grumble on the podcast. But I looked it up on Neptune Cigars. And they didn't tell you who blended it. Oh, even worse. This is worse. So the, it is a... Um, let me go ahead and get into the... It's made... It was inspired by the legendary Hoya de Monterey Double Corona. Okay. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder and filler, and it's, there's a little Peru, Costa Rica, and Nicaraguan in the filler, too. And I'll... Okay. No, no blender. This is Brandon. This is my pet peeve with all these cigar companies. Tell me who blended it. That's all I want to know. I want to know who blended it. I know the blenders. I would like to know more about blenders. I would like to have blenders I followed. You know, but here it says brands, crowned heads, cigar shape, Churchill, cigar section, round. Gives all these details up to and including single packaging, cellophane. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and doesn't tell me the name of the blender. <laughs> so, so they doubled down on obscure minutia, but left out the one piece of information that you actually care yeah, about. Doubled down on the useless stuff in order to <laughs> sell me that it's in cellophane. And uh, I'm just... I'm, as if you wouldn't notice that when you pick the cigar up. Yeah, as if 98% of cigars sold are not sold right. in cellophane. At all. This is. <laughs> I thought it was acetate. I'm surprised they didn't tell you where the uh, the cellophane was made at, what right. country of origin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a Honduran binder, but it's an Antarctic cellophane. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be uptown. So, Brandon, since we got you on the show, so you started here. You've been here since day one. Actually, you were here prior to day prior one. To day one. Yeah, before day one. Uh, in a in a I guess. Early on in the in the the planning and and thinking out of what we wanted to do with the shop, uh, you were kind enough to introduce me and Robbie. You, uh, we've been friends a long time. You and I have Shane and uh, good friends, neighbors, and and whatnot. And uh, you knew that Robbie was opening a shop and had a high opinion of Robbie. And uh, I wasn't um, doing a whole lot at the time that I couldn't get away from. And so you introduced us, and uh, I went through a 
about three different interviews and uh, a working interview in Dixon and talked to Will, and it was pretty extensive. They wanted to make sure they got the right person for the job. And then once I kind of signed on with them, it was uh, several months then until the store actually opened. So I was here when it was just a gravel um gravel in the floor and no walls or anything like that and uh, went on to help put together the furniture and help do some minor painting and uh, really saw the store uh, rise up from just a gravel uh, gravel enclosed uh, building space so talk about your history in the cigar business because I know you you've worked as a rip you've actually got a cigar tattoo Yeah. uh, And and there's actually more cigar tattoos out there than you would think. I can believe that. And, uh, you know, I know Donnie Muse has some and Brandon has some. I I know that several guys end up getting a cigar tattoo. Donnie Muse was my muse, so. (laughs) Oh, he was your muse, ironically enough? (laughs) Uh, Well, so I started out smoking cigars. I'm 43, and when I was about 20, I started smoking cigars with my father. He was... um, a Baptist minister, and uh, he was a teetotaler and alcohol, and then didn't do anything much like that. <laughs> none, none of the fun stuff. And for whatever reason, he did smoke some cigars, mostly machine-made cigars. And I'd smoke with him on the back back deck at home. And uh, then one day, I got a hold of a Padron 3000, and kind of the rest is history as far as my love for cigars. Um, and I still love that that smoke after 20 plus years and, and being in the business and smoking cigars. Um, I still go back to the consistency of those of those sticks, but um, I managed uh, what at the time was Woody Smokes and Brews is currently Papa P's and Cool Springs, <clears throat> attached to the uh, Cool Springs Wine and Spirits, and uh, that was several years ago now. I, I, I would have to hazard a guess be about seven or eight years ago that I was there and managed that for about a year. And then me and a good friend of, of mine, an acquaintance of, of a lot of people around the shops, uh, Tim Hall, started our own brokerage and uh, South 65 Cigars. We worked for La Serena Cigars primarily, but also Cordoba Morales and worked a little bit with Eric Espinoza in the early days um, and some folks like that. Um, of course, Tim has since passed, and uh, we missed him very much, but we got to go on the road, he and I, and see a lot of cigar shops, and that was something that really educated me as far as what I like to see in a shop. Every shop has its own um, kind of vibe and its own own personality, and I was able to take a lot of that experience when we came here to kind of mold this into the place that, that we wanted it to be, and Robbie and, uh, Robbie and my vision was very similar to what we wanted. Um, and so, yeah, um, I've been to IPCPR or whatever whatever it is they call it now. I've been there, I think, three times and uh, uh, been around a lot of people in the business and met a lot of the people who own the companies and things of that nature and uh, bring some experience to the table and uh, some cigar knowledge to the table as well, some retail experience and business experience as well. So, so far, been a really good fit. Well, it's been a great fit. You do a great job. You have a lot of fun. And uh, Brandon and I, actually, I sit here often enough. Brandon and I have a game we play. When people come in the front door and walk in the humidor, we try to guess what cigar they're going to pick. Ah. And I, my my batting average is about 4%, I get. I would say that's not bad. Yeah, based on, based, based on nothing. Nothing. 
Now, mine is a little better, but I don't tell Shane that a lot of times the customers that come in, I've seen 10 times and I always buy the same thing. Right. So I just keep that to myself well, and yeah, just make course. it look impressive. Well, that's, what, that's what you call home field advantage. Yes. I'm mean, <laughs> and knowing, knowing what they're pitching, too. Well, and what I really respect about Brandon is he misses enough of them that I don't pick up on that. Right. If, if, he, if he was 10 for 10, I would know. That's too obvious. You would know, yeah. <laughs> So I, I respect that he I'm actually he, he respects the game enough to you got you got to watch a few cross the plate every once in a while. Well, I'm waiting until we start be, uh, you know uh, money betting. on it. Yeah, it's like you know what, Shane? I'm like well, you two just for screwed 10. the pooch on that. <laughs> How about we just put a little money down? <laughs> but it's it's really a cool space. Like I said, I really enjoy hanging out here. And all you've been here all afternoon. How's it, how's it been for you? It's been it's been great. I mean. It's been a nice rainy but still kind of warm day, so it's been perfect. The doors open, nice breeze coming through the shop. Fairly slow, I think. But, um, but man, you know, I hang out at Crown during the day most of the time because they have the best setup to work from, to work from that shop. And and I've got to say, you guys are pushing a close second. You know, with the with the way the tables are set up over there, that extra seating area that you guys have since added. I mean, that it's a it's a really great place to to do a little afternoon work from. Well, and it tends to be a very relaxed space too. Yeah. Um, it's a, a a place where you know people focus on different things, and um, we focus on conversation. I think I think it's a place where you can come and speak at a normal tone of voice and have a nice conversation and not be interrupted. We have a little music from time to time on uh, the TV, but it's usually played uh, pr- pretty low volume, and the TVs are always on sports. But for the most part, it's a place where people can come in and have a conversation. I had a customer the other day bring a book in, and I thought that was that, that spoke a lot um, to the kind of space we have here, the kind of peacefulness we can offer. That's a th- no. I think you're right. I think that's a great indication of the vibe of a shop. Is if someone feels comfortable enough to just come hang out by themselves, and you know, and bring a book, something that kind of requires a quiet atmosphere, but not, but not a library at the same time. You know, and anybody who's been in either this shop or the one in Dixon when Robbie's been working knows that. I mean conversation is kind of is kind of ahead even of the cigars themselves like that's that's the atmosphere that that both of these shops really have well we you know we foster um kind of a an idea that um a dear friend of mine once said uh lord lord shane reeves of uh, of spring hill i appreciate you using my title yes uh, <laughs> your grace and um, he, I've heard him say a lot of different things, but one time he said uh, that he could quit cigars tomorrow, but he could never quit the people. And I believe that's true for myself. I love cigars. I'll never stop smoking cigars, but if for some reason I couldn't get any or I had to stop, uh, I would still come to shops like this and this place and sit down because this is where my friends are, and this is where the people that I enjoy spending time with are. I was having that conversation with someone exactly 24 hours ago. You know, about, you know, giving up cigars or I, I could stop smoking tomorrow. What I would miss is this. So speaking of cigars, tell me your impression of the Hoot and Young. Now, so everybody needs to know something. Brandon is the slowest smoker I know. And uh, we were talking about the um, Asylum 9 by 90 last week. Would take him three weeks. Oh, easily. He, he, if he lit it up <laughs> Sunday morning, he would finish a fortnight 
<laughs> later. And by slow, let's be clear that you mean my uh, my smoking of the cigar takes a long time. Not that I'm slow as far as uh, intellectual ability. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Oh, ish. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he yeah, meant. That's what I meant, really. No, yeah, he's just a he's a slow smoker. He smokes at a pace that, and I've told everybody I've been trying to slow down lately. It's very difficult for me. Yeah, especially with a good cigar. But tell me what you're thinking about that. Well, I'm I'm just about to get into the second third, and it uh, started off with uh, medium plus um, edging toward full body, which is you know is right in my wheelhouse. Um, and a lot of good smoke. Construction is excellent. Uh, it's to require no tending to. The flavor is uh, it's great, man. It's uh, very unique, some complexity to it. And um, I forgot what you said the wrapper was. Uh, it's San Andreas. Oh, well, that explains it. So uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Brazilian Maduro and San, Maduro, uh, San Andreas, two of my favorite uh, wrapper leaves. And uh, this one's got everything I look for. It's got a little bit of spice, but not pepper spice. It's more of a, on the back of the palate, just a little bit of a extra, uh, a little bit of a, a flavor that gives you just a little bit more body than you would expect uh, from the initial uh, light. So I, I'm liking it a lot. What about you, Trey? How's the Sumatra going? I mean, it's great as always. I love that. I love that coffee kind of bitterness that you get from a Sumatra wrapper. You know that that back of the tongue bite. And you know, I just finished a, a massive cup of coffee, so it's. And I was worried that I had burnt my palate out, and so I chose my cigar accordingly to be something that was going to complement and not just you know, and not just get lost. And and I think I've done well in that regard. I'm getting nothing. The Mildias is just blah. Really? I'm I'm getting nothing off of this cigar. I mean, I'm hoping it gets better. I'm holding out hope. It is a long, you know, it is a seven and a quarter. It is a long cigar, so I'm going to hope that it takes a little bit more time to heat up, and that's what we have going on. But as of right now, I'm kind of getting nothing off of this cigar. And also, while Brandon's here, Brandon gets so this is the beautiful part about having guests. You and I have disputes, and it's nice to have a guest that can kind of uh, mitigate that dispute. A, a neutral party, a third party. Brandon, have you heard of the cigar smoking world championship? Yeah, yeah, I have. And I'll have you participated because I think you'd be a real contender. No. <laughs> okay. He would be. A, he's got a natural talent in that he, regard. He has a natural talent for that. So this is from Cigar Journal. Cigar Smoking World Championship Judges Association gets dressed. So they've now created the official shirt for the judges of the Cigar Smoking World Championship. Ooh, that's fashionable. Okay. It, it's, it's not, though. It, that's the problem. It's, so I, anybody who's listened to this show for any amount of time knows how much I hate the idea of the Cigar Smoking World Championships. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And then on top of that, it's, it's bathed in pretension. Everyone has to, you know, dress up in tuxedos and, and, you know, turn their noses up at everybody else. And then, so you decide, okay, we're going to give our judges a uniform. That's fine. I get that. Put them in a, in a butler's uniform or something, maybe. But they, instead, they give them a shirt like they're professional bowlers or dart players, like with their sponsors on the sleeve like a NASCAR driver. Well, let me ask this question. What does a judge do? Yep, it's out. 
I mean, he has one function to see if smoke is issuing from the end of the cigar. Right. That's really his entire mission. Yeah. So what exactly does, do we require a panel for this? Would one guy with the... Well, and also, you know, the thing, the thing with this is everyone's in black tie. So why give your judge a black shirt? The whole point is that, like, if you've ever watched a soccer game, you know, you've got guys walking around in white jerseys, and then, you know, the other team is red or blue or whatever, and then the ref is out there in a day-glow orange ref's jersey, so you know who he is. Do the same thing here. Give them the black and white stripes. Give him, you know, day-glow Neon green, something make him stand out in the. Brandon, you heard him complain about the pretentiousness of this. I did, and then he highlighted soccer, the most pretentious of he, all he sports. He continues to be pretentious. <laughs> wow, what <laughs> about my daughter plays soccer? Thank you both very much. <laughs> what about if the shirt was like a barber pole, like Maduro and natural, and it just like you know went around the shirt in the different the different colors? Okay, that I'm on board with, but. Other side of that, me being pretentious, black and brown don't go together. <laughs> so, well, here's my question for the, for the cigar smokers. Is your sponsorship for sale? Yeah, like on NASCAR, if you get like a, bo- a box of, uh, say you, you got a box of these Hooten Youngs for putting their patch on the back of your shirt, I'd be all for that. We could do that here at the shop. Who wouldn't wear a Padron shirt? If if you're going to allow, and and this I think we'll all agree on, if you're going to allow the judges to have sort of patches from Bavita and other sponsors, you should allow the smokers to wear patches on their tuxedos. This guy's smoking for Davidoff. This guy's entry fee was paid by Greycliff. This is, yeah, let them sponsor the individual smokers. Actually, a a fire suit would be... Appropriate in this case. <laughs> it would be, yeah. in this case. Everybody's walking around in Nomex. Yeah, that the, I the NASCAR guys are all wearing fire suits. This is actually the one time the fire suit would be appropriate. <laughs> I have lost a good shirt or two in my day. Okay, so Brandon, here's the question. Blank check. How much to put Gurkha across your back? <laughs> my integrity is not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, no, even better. Now, absolutely. We, we, we know my price is a $400 fly rod. Yeah, yeah we don't bring, we don't, we don't trace price. He comes pretty cheap. So, Gurkha tattoo. Inside your arm, not the most re- prevalent of places. Let's just say somewhere nice inside your arm. Okay. Gurkha tattoo. They walk in here and put a check for $2 million on the counter in front of you. Two million, and of course, because then I would take like a few hundred thousand and get it took back off. Oh no, must wear it till your. What grave. What if I could get? Could I get my arm amputated? Nope. To your grave, rest of your life, Gurkha, inside your arm. Yeah, two million dollars. I I would have to do that. What about one? A million bucks. That's a lot of money. I could almost afford a two-bedroom apartment in Spring Hill if I had a million bucks. <laughs> what about a hundred grand? No. So hundred grand's absolute no. Half a million. I don't know. Is my wife going to hear this? Because she would be like, "If ten grand, you better be getting a tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at yeah. about a quarter mil on this. You think, you think the numbers a quarter mil? For me, it is. 
You think Quarter Mill gets you a Gurkha tattoo Qu- for this? Mi- if Gurkha walks in here and throws down a check for a quarter million dollars and pays for the tattoo, I don't want to have to oh, pay for the tattoo. I would hate to let the $86 tattoo be the deal breaker. Are, you've, you've never had a tattoo. No, uh, they're not $86. That's a, that's a $250 tattoo. So as long as that doesn't have to come out of the... Uh, so you'd blow the deal over 1%? Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're giving me a quarter million dollars, give me a quarter million dollars and do it in cash, so I don't have to pay taxes. Now on I it. had, I have a, um, as you alluded to earlier, I have a, a cigar tattoo from a, a friend of mine that I've not got to talk to in a long time, Paul Stulak, and people may remember his sticks, and they're still available. Um, and uh, I was in Vegas at the show, and we had had a few adult beverages, and if you know Paul, you know that he enjoys the high-quality Miller Lite as his favorite beverage of choice. And I had a good beer, I think. And we were drinking a little bit, and I said, you know what we ought to do? I said, you ought to put, uh, let me get a tattoo of your brand, uh, and you ought to pay for it. I don't like where he keeps looking when he talks about this tattoo. Where on your body is this thing? Well, well, so we weren't going to mention how I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps looking down in an awkward way. We're close, okay? <laughs> Brandon and I are tight, but... <laughs> it's on my chest. Okay. <laughs> but he said, only if I can fly from Miami to uh, Nashville to have it done, and so... Uh, he came up and we hung out and went out uh, downtown Nashville and had a good time and that was a good, good experience. And uh, my friend again, Tim Hall, was with us at the time and uh, we all had a good time. So that was a fun thing. But uh, Gurkha tattoo that would uh, that would that would take more than a than a than a few beers downtown. I'm afraid. Well, you see, so that's the trick with that question. You can't start the question. You can't start the offer at a hundred thousand. The offer, you have to get them adept to the principle that they're willing to sell themselves. You've got to get an easy yes to start with. Right, right. You've got to get, you've got to establish that you, that he is that for, you're sale. for sale. Yeah. And then you can start bickering on the price. But you got to be realistic. You said $2 million. There's not a lot legal that I wouldn't do for $2 million. <laughs> I, I think Shane would be waffling at $2 million for a tattoo. Because he's not a, so I have two tattoos as well. So being kind of, past that initial hurdle. I think it's a little bit easier for us to conceptualize, whereas, you know, this man treats his body like a temple. So it's hey, going to it's going to take a bit more money. You don't put bumper stickers on a Lamborghini, boys. <laughs> you just if somebody you. gives you two million dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly. to put on there. <laughs> two million, you bumper sticker. Yeah, when someone for horny. When, when someone buys the Lamborghini for you, you let them put whatever they want on it. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know. I think I would actually, but you would be paying for me to take a tattoo more than you would be paying for what the tattoo said. That's that's exactly my point. Yeah, I, I think I would actually be more adverse to getting the tattoo than whatever the tattoo said. Now, Robbie has proposed uh, the idea of me getting the Big Boys uh, logo tattooed on me. Now, the problem I have with that, and I love this shop and love what it stands for, but the um, the silhouette that is the Big Boys emblem is actually Robbie. So I'm not sure how comfortable <laughs> I would be having his uh, profile on my body. Uh, and it, I, but now we get back talking into that cash cash reward option. Now we could actually talk about something on that. We, we uh, kind of come to a we, price. Yeah, we've got him coming up in the second half of this show. We'll have to settle on a price for you. Okay. <laughs> This is a ter- this is a terrible thing to say, and he won't hear this till he hears the show. 
I always thought that was Alfred Hitchcock with a cigar hanging out of his <laughs> No, it's modeled after Rami. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, well, you know, you remember the Alfred Hitchcock oh, yeah. show had that famous, famous silhouette, silhouette, and I always yeah. assumed it was just Alfred Hitchcock holding a cigar. I didn't realize that, it, that we had traced Robbie on that. <laughs> it is Robbie. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we're going to step away for a break, and we're going to come back with Robbie. Brandon, we're going to have you on for a full show here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. And I just I always feel it's better to get your feet wet and then we'll break it we'll break you later. All or right. In, break in, yeah. Fair enough. Later. All right. Well we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is Shane, one of your hosts, sitting across from the man who's never run amok or torn anything asunder, Mr. Trey Dedman. You know, it's it's been a while. I can't say never, but it has been a long you time. You haven't sundered in a while? I haven't sundered in a okay, while. Okay, you're, you're a professor English. Uh-huh. Is tearing it asunder related to the actual word sunder, or are they two totally different words that just happen to share a bunch of letters? Knowing that this is riveting pod. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. I, I, well, that's, you, you finally have found the, the flat earth edge of my, of my literary knowledge. Okay. Well, reach over there and punch Robbie and wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got through the intro, Robbie. So we're being, enjo- being joined by Robbie Roach today. And, uh, and he's the proprietor, owner of Big Boys here in Spring Hill and Big Boys Cigars in Dixon. Yes. Now affectionately referred to as Little Boys by the masses. Yes. Uh, I have not heard this. Okay. Well, <laughs> first, I would like to thank you guys for having me on. But, yeah, the, uh, the guys in Dixon, you know, they might have got a little jealous of the, you know, the thought that maybe there were a little nicer amenities out here. Daddy had a second kid yeah. and gives it all his yeah. time. Exactly. And I, yeah. So little brother, I call this a little brother. So little brother got some nice stuff and bigger inventory and stuff like that. So they started referring to themselves as little boys cigar and lounge. <laughs> they got t-shirts made and everything. So it's it's, See, that's it's kind of a thing. <laughs> so. And they won't even call it big boys anymore. They call it little boys. Hey, you going to little boys? So, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Only in a cigar shop would they have T-shirts made. That's the part that, you know, I was, I was down in Madison for the anniversary party. There's a guy there named Fred. And if you go to Madison, you meet Fred. He used to be a lawyer. Now he stays there at the cigar shop. And we affectionately talk about the mayor of whatever cigar shop. They have a neon sign that he turns on that says Fred is here and turns off when he leaves. And at the anniversary parties, they were actually selling Fred's shirts. Wow. With his picture smoking a cigar on the shirt and sold sold out. (laughs) Oh, that's wild. That's hilarious. And also, it's funny how how cigar shops kind of develop such a... uh, A unique personality. Yeah. Yeah. And all, and, and Big Boys and Dixon's always been a lot of fun. We've always enjoyed going up there and hanging yes. out. And all Trey makes it there more often than I do because it's on his travels a little closer. That's right. 
There's definitely a good sibling rivalry going on there. (laughs) You're going to have to get softball teams between the two shops. Yeah, we need to do that. Well, I was actually in here the other day when Robbie was robbing cigars out of here to take to there. Mm -hmm. And I thought there was going to be some sort of a knife fight. Brandon pulled a knife, but we weren't going to talk about that much. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and some companies I have to order, you know, just – Ship to one place. A lot of companies will ship to both places. Some companies, no, we, we can only ship to Dixon because that's where your account is. So a lot of times stuff will come in, and they know you got to text me, hey, this came in. Is it for us or is it for Spring Hill? Right. And then, man, their face when I come in there and there's a big crowd of regulars. And, and you take half the cigars they, away. They see me walking out of there with eight boxes, and they're like, Ooh, that looks good. That looks like good stuff right there. You know, what's going on? And so, you know, they they get a long face when that happens. You're gonna have to start smuggling cigars yeah. out of your own shop just, in the dead of night. Sneak in there in the middle of the night and get them. <laughs> you get two people with backpacks. One of them has the cigars in it. One of them doesn't. And they go separate ways out of the shop. Yeah. <laughs> the great cigar heist. Yeah. So, okay. So, what was the official opening day? Uh, it was January 24th, something like that. It was late January. And the shop has been, you know, I live in Spring Hill, and the shop has been super well-received in Spring Hill. Yes. And uh, a lot of people, new people coming in, a lot of people coming from other shops yes. around. Just ha- had a great response to the shop. I've actually been very pleasantly surprised. I thought it would take a little longer to build up than what it has. I think yeah. it's took off. Am I delusional, or has that been your vibe, too? No, we've been very well received so far. Uh, great turnout. We have regulars already. Uh, you know, guys are meeting other guys here, and friendships are forming and yeah. stuff like that. So it, we've been very well received, uh, and we're just now getting into good weather. You know, we're getting into springtime, getting into summertime so you know we're just going to keep picking up so i'm going to ask you this question first yes what has pleasantly surprised you what's been your most what's been the thing that happened that you're like wow i never thought that would happen when i started that well i mean opening the other shop you know it would take a lot to surprise me uh because we opened dixon in a non-cigar market you know but we opened this one. There's a presence here already of cigar smokers like yourself, Shane, and, and everybody. Uh, you know, I was, you don't know, when you open, you don't know. You don't know, you know, are five people coming today for opening or are 100 people coming today for opening. So I've been pleasantly surprised that we've had a good turnout right off the bat. You know, we haven't had any sucky days or anything like that you know up in dixon you know and there were days at first when i'd have three customers all day and that hasn't happened out here we haven't had any really down days or anything like that so that pleasantly surprised me uh the turnout for events surprised me i mean we had that opening night and there were triple digits in here oh it was standing it was beyond standing room only people were piling outside in the cold rain and you know the people telling us you know that they're happy we're here you know they're happy that we built this so you know that that's 
didn't really surprise me, but that was pleasant to have happen. Because like I say, you never know and, until you open it. You know, build it and they will come is a fallacy. Right. You know, build it and they might not come. They might, they might <laughs> well, not, you know. The, the part of that is build it, spend a million dollars, and they will come. Yeah. Wait, a, wait a minute. What's that second part? Repeat that again. Yeah. <laughs> I need that part repeated again about how much I have to spend to open it. Cigar shop. You open a cigar shop and you know five, six, seven years down the line, you're going to be very successful. But, you know, when you first open it and you're not a guy's regular spot, you don't know how quick guys are going to start coming in and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, I was surprised by that. I was surprised how good of a staff we were able to put together here. Uh, you know, I opened Dixon, and I was the only one that worked for about 90 days, seven days a week, and then I finally hired somebody. Uh, but here, we wanted to start with a staff. We wanted to start with a, a shop manager. And big thanks to Shane for introducing me to Brandon Gooden. He's a Gooden. Uh, he's our manager here, and he... He has done fabulous right off the bat. I mean, he's great. His value system and my value system line up. You know, I, I try to train people on my core values, but when his core values are very similar to mine, that that's really helpful. And, uh, you know, he's a cigar guy that we opened up with, uh, but it was hard finding a part-time cigar guy. So we had to hire... You know, a guy who's not into cigars as much as we are. And I'm very pleasantly I, surprised how well Jose has worked out. He's great Ironically, guy. Robbie hired the only Cuban guy in Spring Hill that doesn't smoke cigars <laughs> yeah. to work part-time at the cigar store. And the customers give him a hard time over it, <laughs> Oh, too. yeah. We're, we're oh, constantly, sure. <laughs> constantly but, giving him flack. But he's been great. Uh, he's been a waiter. He served people. Yeah. So he fit right in with our culture. You know, one of, one of the things we wanted to do when we opened, uh, and one of our founding uh, principles is 100% satis- customer satisfaction 100% of the time. And I thought I would have to train, you know, pretty hard to get that, but I didn't. I mean, these guys are great. We have an, an alderman for the city that works here. Uh, his nickname is Pops. He's an older guy. He's retired, but he's an alderman. He works here a day or two a week. Uh, and he, same thing. He's a people person, fits right in with our culture. So being a, all of that lining up for me, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I thought I would have to train a little harder, you know, stuff like that. But we are, not to brag, but I'll brag on my guys, not on me. <clears throat> We're four months in, and we've maintained a 5.0 Google rating. Hey, that's so, pretty good. And Especially in a town like this, because yes. they can be a bit hard to please from time to time. And if you ask any new business, usually right off the bat's where you get your, your twos and your threes. Right. Because, you know, there's transition, and that's not always seamless. So for... To have a five steal, you know, after four months, you know, and there really weren't any hiccups, you know. Well, and I think, you know, it's interesting because there was another shop in Spring Hill when you arrived. Yes. 
and all. And um, you have done a great job, and your staff, of not turning it into uh, our shop is better than their theirs right. deal. Yeah, we we hey, don't we don't want to do that. Yeah, we're Com- here to do what we do well, and y'all make your decision. Yeah, I've Com- always said a city can have a cigar lounge every twenty five thousand people. There's almost fifty thousand people here. So there's room for two shops. And, and competition is a tide that rises all boats. Yes, absolutely. You know, it, it's having extra competition in the area is only going to do good things for both of you. Indeed, well, yes. And I, and I think that's what happens when people get in there and they start competing against the other shops in the area. When you're cutting down that other shop, they're saying, well, don't that happen in here? Ain't that? Yeah. And, and they're looking for that. They, yeah. You know, you're creating an environment it's just a race to the bottom. Right. Uh, yeah, I met with my staff right off the bat, and I said, we're not, you know, we don't, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to run other shops down. You know, I try to be friends with all the other shop people. I'm really, you know, I'm tight with the Briarworks guys. I'm tight with, the, with Julian down in uh, Columbia as well, and I know Austin a little bit. And, you know, cigar... Uh, you know, cigar lounges, they, even though they're kind of competitors, tend to stick together, tend to lean on each other, give each other tips. It's a friendly version of competition. It's yeah. not cutthroat. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Big Love Smokes, a newer establishment in Nashville. They've been in several times. You know, I'm just, I'm, the guys I know that, that run other shops or own other shops, you know, we're, we're close to and we're friends with. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Rick up in uh, White House. You know, he kind of spent a day with me when I was looking to open Dixon because, you know, White House and Dixon, similar size. Mm-hmm. So I called him up and I said, hey, I want to pick your brain. I won't really be competition because I'm 60 miles away or whatever. So, yeah, come in. We'll have a cigar and you can ask me whatever you want. And he was very transparent, shared numbers with me and... You know, we smoked a couple sticks on a Tuesday afternoon, and, you know, that was great for that guy, you know, to do that for me. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a tight-knit group for the most part, I think. Well, so 86% of the people listening to our podcast would like to, have, would like to own a cigar shop. Sure. Every, I think every cigar smoker, I think if you play guitar, eventually you want to start your own band. Right. And if you smoke cigars, eventually you want to open a cigar shop. Yeah. And I'll. So I'm going to put, I'm going to, you're going to give something invaluable to our listeners here, Robbie. I'm going to put you in a time machine and I'm going to take you back to January 1. What's the one thing you would do differently? Uh, I think we would have, I think we would have went different direction with the inventory. Uh, the guys, the guys in Dixon and the guys in Spring Hill have totally different palettes. Uh, the stuff that's popular in Dixon isn't popular out here and vice versa. And that's okay. You know, p- different people have different palettes. Uh, so I would have brought in more uh, Romeos, more Perdomos. I would have brought in Camacho right off the bat. Those are some brands that the guys like out here. So I would have went with more a more traditional uh, inventory than I went with. You know, the guys in Dixon, they're big on what's new, what's hot. Uh, they're big on boutiques. 
you know, they like Dunbarton and Room 101, uh, Tatawahe, stuff like that. So that's probably the one thing uh, that I would have done different. I would little different, little bit different inventory. But other than that, you know, I think everything came out pretty well, and you know, things went seamless. You know, the opening went smooth. Uh, you know, and we've, like I say, we've kept the same staff for four months, and now they're all really good at their job, really comfortable. You know, they know how to do stuff. They don't have to call me, hey, what's this cigar? How do I ring this up? And, you know, so it's, it's you know, to say what would I do different, not a lot, really. I'm a little bit different inventory, but other than that, that's about... That's about all I would have done, I think. And the nice thing about a business like the cigar shop where inventory turns over so fast, that's a that's an easy thing yeah. to remedy. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. it's because because as cigar smokers our palates change, you know, season, <clears throat> season to season, year to year. So inventory, you know, your shop is probably going to follow that trend anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, we're working hard to get the stuff in that the guys like out here, that the guys want out here. But some of the stuff that we brought in uh, that the guys weren't familiar with have gone very well also. Like, guys are really liking McAuliffe. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big McAuliffe guy in both shops. We're big on their ambassador page. I love their stuff. You know, I love Al McAuliffe and Amanda McAuliffe, Andy Yaffe, their uh, sales president, you know, got a good relationship with those guys. So for me to bring them in and them to be well received also is is nice. It's nice to see those guys liking that brand. Uh, the guys have gotten on board with Dapper. They like Dapper a lot. So some of the some of the boutiquey stuff uh, that I brought in, the guys have gotten on, and you know, a couple things haven't, but. You know, I can always move that stuff back to back to Dixon and, you know, reorder, re-up. And, you know, we're slowly getting the inventory geared toward what the guys want. We just brought in Charter Oak today. You know, we had a lot of requests for that. Yeah. We had it in Dixon a couple years ago, and it did okay. You know, a little mild for some of my guys out there. But, you know, we listened. We brought it in. You know, and we have... Four or five other brands we're working on setting up, and we're going to PCA coming up in July. So we're looking to really make uh, open some new accounts there, you know. And by midsummer, you know, we hope to have just about everything in here that that people want. How much of a living organism is a humidor? Because it, you know it's interesting how quickly. Everybody's tastes change. The palates change. You know, cigars, the worst thing that can happen is a cigar comes in the shop and sells out immediately, and the owner says, okay, send me 20 boxes, and then 19 boxes set on the shelf for four years. Yeah, I mean, there's, I w you know, I'm still trying to find the rhyme or reason on things, uh, but you just never know what guys are going to want to puff. You know, you bring something, like you said, you bring in something and it sells like hotcakes. And then you, you, the worst is when something comes out every year. So when something comes out every year, you, you get it and it's limited. So you get four boxes and they sell out immediately. 
the next year you up that to 10 and guys are like, yeah, it's not as good this year. Right. Then you sit on nine boxes for nine or 10 months. And then, you know, then eventually guys will start picking it back up or you can say, Hey, this is aged a year. Try right. this again. You know? Oh yeah. This is much better than when it first came out. So, right. so yeah, it is like you said, a living organism. It's constantly evolving, constantly changing. Guys come in, and for a while, they want dark stuff. Now guys are starting to get on the lighter stuff. Uh, We listened, brought in Camacho. Now we're going through a box of Camacho, Connecticut, a week, just about. I mean, guys are really hitting on that hard. But you never know. A month from now, they may be off of that and on to something else. You just have to really... You know, you just have to really be on top of things. And I try to order more or less often. Instead of the big order once every three months, you know, I try to order small order every couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my happy zone in bringing stuff in. And that keeps you from getting, you know, bringing in too much and having to sit on it. Yeah, humidor fatigue. Yes. You know, it's it's easy to, we've talked about it before, it happens. Yes. You go to a shop every couple of days, you're there a couple of times a week, and you actually start experiencing a little humidor fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, wow, I really wish there was something different, something new here. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, it's, it's interesting how, I don't think there's any other business <coughs> like the cigar business for that. Robbie, you've been in restaurants. Oh, yeah. Is, does it change in restaurants? Do pe- what people order change that radically? Not really. I mean, one menu item might heat up during certain times of the year, but, you know, you have the same menu and, and everything. You know, what people don't realize is there are a lot of different cigars and a lot of, a lot of different cigar companies, a lot of different cigar blends, and, you know, you can't, no shop can carry 100% of everything. Right. And, you know, so sometimes it's about, yeah, we don't have that, but try this. Well, we don't have that, but try this. And then, you know, guys will be like, well, how, wait, hey, I like that too, you know? Now, moving into an area that has a little bit more established uh, clientele. This was already kind of a cigar smoker. There was already a market for cigar smokers here. Yes. Do you find that it's harder to move people off what they're asking for than there was in Dixon? Absolutely. And you're absolutely right, Trey. I've got a a close friend and advisor that works with me named William Wilson. And Will, especially in Dixon, helped push guys to the products he liked and in turn they liked it as well so in Dixon we can kind of massage guys to certain stuff partly because we know their palate now we know what they will like uh, but partly because they trust us to do that and yeah here it's you know it's a little more I like what I like you know, no, nah, I don't want to try that. I like my... Yeah, if you don't have it, I'll go 10 minutes yeah. up the road. And, yeah. yeah, I like my Perdomos. That's all I smoke. Okay, well, we'll get Perdomos in here for you. And, you know, that's kind of what you do. But, you know, it, it is a little little tough. Now, there's some, you know, they come in and, 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 you know, we push them towards something and they like it. And I always say, go to your cigar shop and ask them, hey, what's really good? You know, and tell them what's really good in the $12 price range. 
the, the shop owner, manager, attendant, they can push you towards something. Right. Worst thing you can do is just go in and pick something out blind. You know, you should walk in, hey, what's hot? Hey, what's selling really well? Hey, what do you think is really good? And then try that, you know, and, and you know, if they give us a chance to get them on something. For example, one of our best seller, one of our best sellers is the McAuliffe Experience of La Crema. And it's one of Will's favorite sticks. And I like it very much as well. And with Jose being new to the business and everything, we kind of walked him through four or five cigars, made sure he knew those four or five cigars. So if someone asked him for a suggestion, he would suggest one of those five cigars. And he was very knowledgeable on it. And one of those was the experience of La Crema. And now I turn a, you know, a box of them over every 10 days or two weeks or something like that. And that's something that's kind of unknown to this area uh, coming into it. So, uh, so some people do listen and take, take the suggestion. And, you know, some people are on their stuff, and that's fine. That's totally fine. We're here to serve, and if, if you want it, we'll get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, one of the interesting things I've noticed since this store opened, it's one of the most comfortable stores for ladies yes. that there is. Yes, and I, and I think it has to do with the furniture because you've got couches and love seats. You yes, know, so often in cigar shops, all they have are leather chairs, individuals. Yeah, and it's like you know you're an island unto yourself. Yeah, and uh, and I've noticed a lot of ladies coming here, whether they're smoking a cigar cigar or not, they get to sit in here and be comfortable. My wife loves the shop, obviously. Yes, we love but, Glenda too. Oh, she yeah yeah very nice for her birthday, <laughs> and all she just absolutely loved it, but um. I think that's part of it, and it, it was one of those things that really shocked me, because mm-hmm. I would have never thought, when I first seen the couches and the love seats, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. But now that I've seen it in action, and I'll, I've been amazed how much more comfortable ladies are yeah. when they can come in and sit on the love seat next to their husband, they can sit on the couch together. It's, that's really, it's been, that's been the most unexpected thing that I've noticed. Yes. And if, now we're... We're going to have to, I'm going to have to get a title for myself approved from you. I thought I mean, you were the mayor here. Well, I've been referring to myself as the godfather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we'll, I can go to mayor we'll if do I that. need the to. The mayor of big boys or <laughs> the godfather of big boys or, but yeah, it's called a love seat for a reason, you know. Yeah. That, that's been surprising to me. And I we get lovebirds in. Yeah. I mean, this is a date spot for, for some people. Well, the lady, I can see that. Oh, well, the lady cutting my hair here in Spring Hill was at Sports Clips getting my hair cut. And she said, I love hanging out at a cigar lounge. She said, I don't care nothing for smoking. She said, but I love hanging out at a cigar lounge. It's so different from a bar. It's so different from any other atmosphere. She said, I just like to go sit down and enjoy a cigar cigar lounge. And, And, you know, one of the things, and we talked about it in our last cast, one of the things we go against the grain a little bit of most lounges is there's no exclusivity here so there's no private room you know which lends to you know people being less clicks right and you know people who walk in for the first time tend to feel a little more welcomed than when you walk into the the shop and you know it's the old timers club and you know and stuff like that so we kind of go against the grain there a little bit and that that helps us in that regard. It's welcoming. There's no clicks. You know, we work very hard to introduce 
customers to each other. You know, if we're in here and one of our regulars is here and somebody else walks in, we'll introduce them. Right. You know, and I've seen friendships form here. You know, the thing about Spring Hill, there's a lot of people that aren't from Spring Hill, you know, and they're somewhat new in town and they're looking to make friends. And we've seen people make, I saw a couple come in and another couple come in and they ended up sitting outside for like four hours together and now they're hanging out talking about going on vacation together and you know that all happened right here well and that's one of the awesome things about cigars in general but about a good cigar lounge as well which is that you know whenever i travel even if i'm in a city where i don't know anybody i've got friends yeah you know and so when you put it in the context of of moving to a new city or you know, or something like that. It, it makes perfect sense that it would be, it would be a new town hall. Yes. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really, and you're right. Spring Hill is a city of people that don't that are not from here. Spring Hill, when I moved to Spring Hill, was a dot on the map. Right. Where we're sitting right now was all cow pasture. It's buildings, as far as I can see. There was a food line and a video store in Spring Hill when I moved to when I lived in the apartments in Spring Hill, and that was it. And also, so such an influx of people coming in has created that, and it's nice to kind of have a place that people can gather just to meet each other and do things. You know, we have poker here every other week. Yeah, and consistently we've had somebody new playing poker with us every other week that we've been down here. Somebody come in, hey, what's the, what's the game? How's it played? We tell them, and they, they sit down here and enjoy themselves. Yeah, and people ask about it through the week, and, you know, I always say, hey, Shane Reeves runs that. Show up on Tuesday, he'll find a spot for you. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's been an amazing thing how, how it's really grown up, and you, you've done a great job. Thank I, you. I don't think you get enough credit, but you've well, really worked that. hard at it. I appreciate that. And also... All right, we're about ready to wrap it up. I think so. So let me tell you about the Mildias. It got better toward the end. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a five. It's good, not great. It's just not hitting me the way I like it. Even though it's from the Pachardo factory, and I like so much of what Pachardo does, this just, it's not hit me exactly right. I don't think I see more of these in my future. Yeah, I, I get that. I would suggest trying one on a different day when it's maybe not so, like, overcast. or Maybe maybe it's a, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels like maybe there's more to it, considering how much you like the other one. I wonder if maybe it's a situational thing. So what do you rate the Sumatra? Speaking of which, so that was my third cigar of the day. I just drank a lot of coffee. I'm not, if I were going to judge it on that alone, it would kind of be in that five and a half range. And I know that's a better cigar than that. You know, that cigar for me usually is right at a six. Um, So I, I can't really judge it on this one, but it's definitely a cigar worth picking up. And what are you smoking tonight, Robbie? We hadn't even asked you when we so got you on the show. So I have the uh, Dapper uh, Siempre Sun Grown, and it is excellent. I give it a six and a quarter, six and a half. Uh, it, it's a really good, uh, really, and the Rosado, the Siempre Rosado is coming out next week. Okay. So be on the lookout for that, and I've had it. It's very good. It's 
it's earthy and woodsy and sweet, you know, like typical risotto, really good stuff. Yeah, risotto wrappers coming on strong. It is. Risotto, you know, we've we seen a the, lot more of that. Yes. Yeah, we had a lot of San Andreas for a while, and we had a lot of Ecuadorian, and now it seems like risotto is coming on strong in the marketplace. So it's going to be interesting to see as that develops. How that comes out. Okay, what events have you got coming up? I know you got a Drew Estate event coming up pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, so we've got some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, <laughs> I in, saw him bring a notepad. I in, was wondering what in that In both was. shops. So we're, we are going to have Drew Estate in Spring Hill on June 12th. So June 12th, Drew Estate, all the swag that goes along with Drew Estate, all the deals that go along with Drew Estate, uh, all of that is on June 12th. That starts at six. We'll have free barbecue here, uh, and it'll it'll be a great event. By uh, the way, the local guy that they get that does the barbecue around here is amazing. Yeah, great. He did guy. us wings for the Dapper event, yes. and they just melt in your mouth. Yeah, and we have another event right behind that, uh, a McAuliffe event on July seventeenth in Spring Hill, and that will start at six. Also couple of interesting things about the McAuliffe event. Number one, we're giving away a wine door. Okay. Uh, which, which is fantastic. I've already seen it. It is awesome. You'll want, you'll want your chance to win that. Uh, we are also doing, in lieu of doing a buy four, get one free, buy five, get two free, we're going to do this. You spend 50 bucks, you're going to get a $10 gift card to bounce you back later. If you spend a hundred bucks, you're going to get twenty-five dollar gift card. So okay. if you if you spend two fifty, you're going to walk out of there with a sixty dollars in gift card to come back at a later time and spend. So it's something we've flirted with, talked about, uh, and we're going to do that. But the McAuliffe event, another interesting thing, it's going to uh, be from six to eight, and at eight, it, we're going to do the event from six to eight. And it well from six to the event will be all encompassing, but at eight o'clock we're going to have live music here. Oh, okay. So we'll have live music. Great band. They play a lot of bigger bars. They've played in the new casino in where's the new casino in Clarksville. Yeah, out past there. Mm-hmm. They've played there. They're very popular there. Called Jay Mays and Zebro. They do a lot of '90s stuff. They're a cover band. Really good. You'll love it. Uh, and, in, in, and then in Dixon, on July 22nd, uh, we're going to have our three-year anniversary. Excellent. Uh, and that we'll have the band there as well. The band will be outside there. Uh, so we got three really cool events coming up. By the way, set me aside a box of Undercrown 10s for the Drew Estate event. I will. I smoked the 10 on the show last week, and it was awesome. It's, it's outstanding. It's yeah. outstanding. It should be, hopefully, it's out by the time we have the event. Yeah. It's due to come out anytime. Yeah, you're. St- I'm starting to see on the Drew Estate page them popping up some shops yeah. getting them. Yeah. So just go ahead and put me a box I'll of tens put you a box aside up. for whatever the biggest size they got. Yeah. Put the, put me a box of size. I, th- I don't think they've got a six sixty in the ten. I think they've just got yeah, the Toro. They don't. Yeah. And also, yeah, but um, absolutely wonderful, Robbie. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for you guys' support. It means a lot. And thanks for having me on.
It was a pleasure as always. Well, thanks everybody for listening this week. How do I get hold of us, Trey? Uh, You can reach us at facebook.com slash the cigarcast. We're info at the cigarcast.com and Instagram and Twitter at the cigarcast. Robbie, what's the address of the shop for people looking to get here? We are at 2094 Wall Street uh, in Spring Hill. Uh, We're right up with Martin's Barbecue, uh, the Bar 55 South. Uh, We're right next to the nail bar and the dental office. Can't miss us. We're right off of Highway 31. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm -hmm.